0: All right let me make sure that my microphone is on this time. Yeah, why
1: don't, why don't we make sure ahead of time that uh, this is an amateur hour? We are professional experts. I'm ready for this. Are you ready for this? I'm ready for this.: All right.
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Formula America podcast. We're your host, Curtin and Dylan, and we're fresh off the heels of the Miami GP race weekend, which was kind of a circus and a huge Miami production. Uh, got to show the whole world how Florida does things. And from actually, from some of the comments I'm reading online, a lot of Europeans are not pleased <laughs> with what went on. And a they, lot didn't of them, like, hey, they didn't like the intros, the LO Cool J. <laughs> that's what I was say, They didn't like LO Cool J
1: introducing all the drivers.
0: <laughs> oh my God. I've never seen so much hate for America. As I turned on that on. I turned the race
1: on, right? And I was like, Huh, holy shit. Is that LL Cool J introducing <laughs> everyone like a football game? <laughs> oh man. Oh, so you missed right before
0: that. So you missed when Sir Jackie Stewart gave no fucks and went <laughs> bypass the security line.
1: <laughs> oh, I saw that. I saw that on the Instagrams. I didn't see that on like the live race, but yes. Dude, that was hilarious.
0: Real quick before we start, we're watching it. And Martin Brundle's like, oh, there's Roger Federer. And he's like, oh, there's a rope. I can't pass it. And then Sir Jackie Stewart's there and it's just like, old man, knighted, don't give a fuck, just yeah. bypass it. Security trying to stop him. And he's just walked up and grabbed Roger <laughs> Federer by the arm. And he's like, hey, he wants to talk to you. It <laughs> <laughs> was amazing. That was the highlight of the pre-race right there. That was hilarious. That was why. So this year's grid walk wasn't as good as last year's, but that, yeah. I
1: think, made up for it. Now you got a lot more Christian Horner in this grid, uh, grid walk. Usually they interview the team principals and they're like, uh, yeah. And they'll say like three things. Christian actually like hung around for a minute. I was kind of surprised. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it was
0: a long weekend, a lot of ups and downs. So I say let's start off with FP one and then we'll move on to quality and then get to the race and, uh, kind of talk about what went on and what didn't and go over our predictions too. And which mine are not very good. And then our heroes and zeros for the week.
1: Yeah. Get through the rate. The practices real quick, largely kind of quiet on the uh, practice front. Uh, FP1, Russell and Hamilton took P1, P2 respectively. Um, looking pretty good, but it's also FP1. You can't really read into it all that much, but Hulkenberg right. crashed out into turn three, bringing out the red flag. That was uh, that was kind of the only excitement. FP2 got a little bit more exciting. Max P1, Carlos Sainz P2, and Leclerc in a wall. <laughs> oh, and oh, freaking Leclerc, man. Just,
0: and this is the, the other thing too, was afterwards, I sent you the video yesterday when they were cleaning up his car, they started, they put the Porsches from the follow-on feeder series, or the follow-on series on the yeah. track while the flatbed is still on the track, which is just like, how the hell did that happen? Who made that call? Yeah, you know, that
1: first Porsche came around the corner and saw an (laughs) F1 car facing it on the back of a flatbed going, oh, shit. shit. (laughs) Somebody's Uh, getting
0: in trouble for that one.
1: But yeah, I mean, Leclerc just straight up, you know, he had a huge oversteer just kind of pushing hard around the corners. Nothing too crazy. But then, you know, corrected the oversteer, was pointing at the wall and just locked up all four tires and skidded all the way to the wall. Even the commentators were like, why didn't he just like, let off the brakes a little bit and (laughs) turn. It was was 100 yards to the wall. Like, you had plenty of time. Yeah, Um, that was a little
0: bit of uh, foreshadowing, I guess, for the the weekend. He just, you know,
1: looked off. He seemed off this whole weekend. I thought he was coming back. Not the weekend. So, that was P2. Go to Saturday. FP3. Max is P1. Max is looking strong as all get out. Um, Great pace in the car. He seemed happy. He wasn't his normal complaining self about everything um leclerc was p2 you know kind of I, I really thought quali was going to line up kind of somewhat like last year the ferraris on the single lap looked looked fast um and then we go to quali had some not a lot of excitement but a lot of interesting positioning of cars true and you know and another so actually
0: q1 um we had both mclarens go out which was wild yeah. to me because you know and last lance week, stroll yeah and so last week they came out with with new upgrades for the mclarens so everybody largely in the floor yep thinking mclaren's gonna be doing better and then all of a sudden they're both out in q1 and now you've got two hosses making it to q2 but the mclarens are out yeah so it's like what the hell is going on there and do you see uh when lewis was like almost ran right up the the back end of one of the hosses and put it into the wall?
1: Yes. Like there was quite a few of those. Zhou um, Jo Joe Guan Yu about got taken out by Carlos Signs. Like there was quite a few people that got put into the wall right there, just driving around.
0: Interesting to see. I, I'm sure Lewis was probably like they said, like looking down to the steering wheel. I can only imagine looking up at those speeds and be like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, <laughs> just
1: yanking it into the wall like that. Yep. Um, but yeah, that was crazy. Both McLaren's out, Lance Stroll out, Yuki Sonoda out, and Logan Sargent in P20. Um just I had not, high hopes for Mr. Sargent not this weekend. A good weekend for hometown hero there. Um Q2, Nick DeVries, Joe Guan Yu, Lewis Hamilton, yes. Hulkenberg and Albon, all out. Lewis Hamilton um, got
0: out qualified again by both houses, or not again, but you know, Q1, both houses
1: made it through. Q2. Both houses out qualified Lewis. Yeah, it was not not good for Lewis. It was is a very ominous. The car looked very draggy that long straightaway with a lessened DRS zone than last year. It was a very ominous uh, look for Mercedes. Um, and then we get to Q three, which was kind of exciting at the end. Yep. So Max fails to set a time. He's pushing way too hard on the first his first hot lap out. You know, he goes wide and just kind of kinks his lap. uh, Just what wasn't going well, comes back in, refuel, sits to go wait and make his second run. Um, You know, Checo sits a blistering lap. Alonzo's up there. Carlos is up there. Um, Everyone goes back out. Uh, Max is on his fast lap and Leclerc blips it into the same damn wall. (laughs) This time, not head on. He's straight up like spinning. Yeah, it was a strange one, too,
0: because he did a 360. It looked like it straightened up and caught traction and then, again, whipped around a little bit, which I don't know if he did that. So he, like, took the rear in, or or what happened there. But it was one of those where once Max made that mistake and they sat in the garage, it, it, you could almost see it coming. And I, I wish I had it recorded because I was sitting there and I was telling my wife. I was like, uh what I said was Leclerc. I was trying to wishfully think, Leclerc is about to set an awesome time, get on pole. Carlos Science is going to crash and then they're going to red flag it. And Max isn't going to set a time. As soon as I said that, you see Leclerc, <laughs> right into the wall. But it was like, it's a, a, they call it a, I guess they're calling it a hybrid course. It's essentially a street, a street circuit. Yeah. So the chances of something happening are pretty big and you don't have a time. I mean, I, I understand there's a little bit of strategy, but I think maybe they should have sent Max out a little bit quicker to kind of ensure that he was able yeah. to get a time on the board. Or maybe they just don't give a damn because they know he's Max Verstappen in the fastest car on the grid,
1: and he's gonna do what he did. Yeah, and hindsight's always twenty twenty. I totally agree, though. Like this hasn't typically been a crash heavy course. Um, typically, in the courses that have been more crash heavy, it's been all the lower end drivers, not the top ones. Uh, I think everyone was really surprised to include Leclerc that he crashed out in the exact same place. Um, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. I don't think they they really expected that to happen. Um, but it did, and it ended up with Checo Perez on pole, Alonzo on the front row, signs Kevin Magnuson in P4, yes. and Pierre Gasly in P5.
0: I K-Mag mean, was awesome. so happy,
1: and that, that's good to
0: see. Like, like yeah. you said, K Mag's gonna, he's the type that if he's gonna, you know, if if a Haas is getting points, it's gonna be K Mag doing something wild and yes. being able to get points, which is what we saw the next day. Yeah, um, it is.
1: So, it, it was a super fun going into the race. What could happen? Going into the I, race, Checo's to lose. I
0: wholeheartedly thought that this is going to be the weekend where Checo was going to take over in the yes. drivers' championship. I, I
1: mean, it was ominous. Max is down in P nine. He's got a. I mean, the, he was going to overtake the whole grid. Even Alonso uh, guessed by lap fifteen, Max was going to be up on him. Yep. Like, but the odds of him catching Checo from the front, I was like, no way. We're coming out of this with the Mexican leader of world championship. Crazy. So. We uh we're starting the race. We got Checo and Alonzo on uh front row, followed by Signs and Magnuson. We had a, a full Latino top three
0: yeah, we in did. Miami. It was the Spanish
1: Inquisition. <laughs> <laughs> it was very fitting. Um so yeah, we get you know, race takes off and out of the gate, DeVries rear ends lando norse oh my god i
0: saw that in the background and i was like please be oscar yeah. <laughs> i was like i want lando to have a good race finally but what a nick devries who said it last time the new latifi yeah <laughs> what a, a, a stereotypical nick devries moment that was just locked it up turn one right into the back of lando yeah and i mean
1: hit lando hard like it wasn't a, it wasn't a love tap it was funny because he came over the radio and he goes, uh, I think I tapped Lando. And it was like, you didn't tap him, man. You (laughs) you were were underneath (laughs) me for a second. (laughs) Um, yeah. You're just like, ah, come on. Um, I thought, you know, oh, so one thing I definitely want to touch on is tire choice out of the gate. Almost everyone is on mediums. Max is on hard's, Right. Right. So uh, we're like, oh, cool. Different strategy here. We'll see what happens. Um, Lewis Hamilton was on hards. He was down in P 13. Um, Leclerc was in P seven, you know, two spots up from max and he was on mediums. Um, so definitely like an interesting, what's going to happen. I think everyone expected with max being on hards to be basically shooting for P two, like run long. You're going to start to slow down. You're going to have to pit and you're going to probably end up in P two. And Sergio is going to be off to the races. Yep. Um, not what happened. Not at all
0: not at all then and so going into this weekend i actually wrote down some notes after qualifying and i was like, i thought like i'm the smartest man alive like i'm like socrates over here i said that max looked like he was starting to feel the pressure right from what happened the week before in baku he didn't want to give up that position to russell because he knew that checo was going to be hard to beat he didn't want to lose the spot um so I, i was like he's taking a risk there Practice, or I'm sorry, Quali. He had that issue where he wasn't able to set a time because, by all accounts, he seemed to be pushing a little too hard because he felt the pressure. And I was like, he's feeling a lot of pressure right now, and he's gonna fold under the pressure. He's probably gonna do something stupid trying to get past these cars, and Checo's gonna win the race without a doubt. I was
1: severely disappointed and a hundred percent (laughs) wrong on that thing right there. And and, but that was funny because I felt so vindicated. I was like, on our forecast. I said, when the pressure turns on, these guys drive better. And it's not about, it's not about that one lap doing anything crazy. It's about putting in consistent, perfect laps. And we'll get to it at some point. I wrote it down, but, um. After Checo pitted and came out on those fresh sets of hards and Max was out front, he called over the radio and was like, what's Max lap time? And Max was lapping faster than Checo was on the mediums out front. And they went to Max's like lap sheet and he was putting in 131.1, 131.1, 131.2, 131.1, 131.1. He put in five laps straight, dead on fast. Like to the 10th and they pulled up Sergio's times and he did a 131.2. He did a 131.6. He did a 132.8. He did a 131.7. Like he was just very, you know, more what you would expect. How can you drive three miles in these cars and put in the exact same lap time to the 10th of a second? Like, you would think there'd be a second of variance, half a second of variance. Like, that seems. But no, Max is putting them in faster than everyone on old hard tires to the 10th. And you heard Sergio go, oh, shit. Like, I was sitting there going, dude, Max is. The commentators were saying it. They're like, Max is going to win this. Like, hands down. He's going to come out on fresh mediums. But, I mean, it was such an awesome race watching match. Max just pick people off one by one. Um, I, I had wrote it down. I was like, yeah. after lap seven, Max started
0: taking people's lunch. <laughs> like, yes. It was just one after Sometimes another. two at a time. Dude, that that pass, when he passed LeClaire and Magnussen at the same time, when his DRS opened up, it was shocking how much faster he was. And the only thing I could think of was, you know, that first race in Fast and Furious. Paul Walker in the green eclipse. He hits the nitrous. His floorboard falls out. He's like, I'm about to win this race. And Dominic Toretto looks over and opens the seat. And hits his nitrous and just blows right by him. Yes. That's what this was like. It was like, it wasn't even fair when he passed those guys.
1: It's ironic that you're bringing up Toretto as there was a, a, a oh. Toretto in the <laughs> McLaren garage having the time of his life. Oh, my like I forgot about him. Being the there. videos of him in the McLaren garage were hilarious. <laughs> How much fun that dude was grinning from ear to ear, hugging every person. he. So they were all just family. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Let's get back to the commentary. Uh, <laughs> all right. So lap three, Sergeant Pitts falls down to the very back, puts on hards in a new front wing, and K-Mag passes Charles Leclerc. Yes, he did.
0: K-Mag, he, the Viking was out there to prove a point yesterday. Yeah,
1: he was. He was hunting.
0: It was so cool to watch. And the fact that Charles Leclerc was having so much trouble. He could not pass
1: that damn Haas to save his life. Nope. And you know,
0: he was just getting frustrated in that car. Yeah, that was my best battle. I wrote down my best battle was Leclerc versus Magnuson, part one and part two. As you say, both
1: times. It was awesome. (laughs) Meanwhile, Max double passes both of them. Thank you very much. (laughs) Deuces. Um, I got lap six. Ham Ham Hamilton is complaining about his car down in P 13, that it just isn't working, which is funny because of where he ended up.
0: He said, well, I think he said that he doesn't think he'll be able to make it to the end. Yeah.
1: <laughs> which he did.
0: It's typical Hamilton, you know, but they Hamilton were talking about message. that on the
1: commentators with the, uh, with your team engineer being as, you know, the team engineer paired with the driver is almost as important as your driver pairing. Like that guy on the radio, talking to you in your ear is super important to the point where um wasn't it max's engineer max like tried to talk strategy and and uh his engineer came back and was like why don't you keep your head down and just drive and let me worry about (laughs) that focus on focus on the race (laughs) yeah i was like there you go um i got lap eight max passes russell russell um while russell has drs Russell had DRS from the car in front of him and Max still walked on by him. That he was the Red Bull DRS, man. It is, is wild. Um, so by lap eight, Perez was only 1.7 seconds clear of, of uh, Alonzo, which I was really surprised. I don't know if he was managing tires, which he did a great job. He went longer than anybody on those mediums. So that, you know, maybe, but I was surprised that he wasn't trying to put some gap in. Mm-hmm. Um and then Leclerc was still down in P8. He was one position down from where he started the race. Um Yeah.
0: He Leclerc like I said, man, he just looked off all weekend and even afterwards which we'll get to later, you could see him and uh Carlos Sainz getting together. Both of them seemed kind of dumbfounded like what the hell is happening with this car. Yeah. And then on their post-race interviews like he was pretty stern and you know about his words and uh saying that basically that car
1: is nowhere near
0: where it needs to be for them to be competitive
1: which it wasn't i've got quite a few notes from the tech talks and stuff that i watched for post race about that specifically um so p10 max blows by gasly um or i'm sorry p10 lap 10 Lap 12, I noticed McLaren are P-18 and P-19, and Sargent's down in P-20. What a disappointment. Dude, what? Talk about drivers that in the post-race interview were just like, the Yeah.
0: So I know that Piastri said that he had a break-by-wire and an electronic management issue going on. I didn't hear anything from Lando about an issue. Um Other than and, getting rear-ended. Yes. I, I'm, which probably did something, you know. Yeah. Um And Sargent. What a lonely race. I had, so I had the two screens going and I, one of them was the tracker. And every time I looked up, it was Sergeant just by himself. The yeah. only time he ever saw anybody else was when he got lapped. And other than that, he was just
1: out there just doing laps all alone. Uh, yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, do you remember at one point when Russell was catching Sergeant and he was like, are we that close to the Red Bull? And they're <laughs> like, that's a Williams. <laughs> yeah. Don't get too excited, George. <laughs> So, lap 13, Leclerc can't pass K-Mag still. It's been mm. like seven laps, and that Ferrari can't pass that Haas. K-Mag's probably loving it. Oh, not for know. Leclerc not trying. Leclerc no. sent it <laughs> several times. He passed him times. a couple times. <laughs> but K-Mag, K-Mag Mag was like, no, nope, I don't think so. Um, By lap 14, Max is in P3, blows by signs, and that's when the commentator said in the pre-race, Alonzo said that he would be caught by lap 15. Yeah. Which was funny because lap 15, Max passes Alonzo and is in P2 and is only three seconds behind Checo.
0: Yeah, which they did misquote him. I was watching. He said lap 25.
1: (laughs) So he actually (laughs) caught him 10 (laughs) laps early. (laughs) Um, Three seconds. You pass eight cars from P9 to P2 and you're three seconds from the race leader. Yep. With 40 laps to go. And you're on hard tires. Perez,
0: he had every opportunity to prove that he deserves to be a champion, that he has what it takes, and he just couldn't put it together.
1: No, and I thought Checo had a good drive. That was, if anyone was, else was not, you know, if anyone else was in that car, other than Max Verstappen or someone of that caliber, Checo would have won that race. Yeah. But Dude. You want to talk about perfect lap after perfect lap after passing people after perfect lap. Yep. 15 laps, you're P two, three seconds off the race lead. And you're on hard tires. Like that's awesome. Um, so Leclerc, I got lap 15. Leclerc moves up to P six. And that was largely because K mag pitted. <laughs> he didn't pass him. Um, and Hamilton's up to P nine. He's also on hard. So basically at this point, cars are just pitting. And so Hamilton's moving up to, the rod. So lap 21, Perez pits, puts hards on, comes out in P4. Um, lap 23, Carlos signs, locks it up into the pit lane, blows right on through the pit lane uh, start point with a cloud of smoke. And uh, you could just hear the penalties and the crying. Yep, it, that's the first thing I thought. I was like, "Carlos is going to be so disappointed. <laughs> He's going to
0: start crying again." <laughs> <laughs> and this is all on you, big guy. You yeah. <laughs> just straight up
1: sent it into the pit lane. It,
0: it's not even like, like what a better way to draw attention to yourself <laughs> than to just lock it up like that? It's so so
1: drastic going into there. It was hilarious. um And then Stroll and Russell almost crashed, which I wrote down. I was like, "Is it Stroll's fault?" Probably. <laughs> um Alonso still in the mediums. I'm just kind of going down my notes. Stop me if uh, you got something else. Um lap 32, something really interesting. Both Mercedes are next to each other. Yeah. <laughs> Hamilton's in front. He's still on hards and the, his uh and you know Russell's on hards now, but he's on a totally different race than Hamilton is, right? He started on mediums, switched to hards. He's already pitted. Hamilton hasn't pitted yet. You know, it, it's and uh they come down to Hamilton saying that, hey, Russell's on a different race. And he said, George can frickin' try. Yeah, basically. And then the next corner basically parks it off the track and lets Russell go through. I wanted to go back so bad and listen to what that radio transmission was right. to get Hamilton to move out of the way. But he moved. And it was so drastic,
0: too. Like, he <laughs> made a statement. But, honestly, if you're thinking about it, George is on fresher tires.
1: Yeah. you need different to compound
0: go. of tires. Yeah, don't hold him up. And, and you know, so maybe... In the moment, he was like, oh, F that. And then he was like, well, yeah, he's right.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah,
0: um, I just, it was just so funny to see the timing of that radio message on the screen. And then the very next shot, he's just like. Burr.
1: Yeah, I really want I wrote down the lap and everything. So I was like, I want to go back to the driver camera, hop on Hamilton's and listen to the radio traffic for all of lap 32 because oh. he parked it. Um. Lap thirty seven, K Mag versus Leclerc again.
0: Yeah, the, same the thing
1: playing out. Um, that w- the other,
0: go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say like you could tell at that point, Leclerc is like Jesus, not again. Yeah, <laughs> please no. And then the fact that he passed him and they got passed again, it's just like what what is going on with this Ferrari? You're getting you know basically beat by a customer by your Ferrari team, not knockoff. customer team. It's your knockoff yeah, team. Uh, it's like, a us. Yeah, exactly.
1: They bought every single part they have from you. Like it is literally <laughs> your knockoff team. Um, yeah, that was super interesting. Um, th- at the same time, Kate, you know Leclerc can't pass K Mag on lap thirty-seven. Russell passes signs and moves into P four behind Alonzo. Like. For all the complaining about that Mercedes and for, honestly, the start of the race not being great for the Mercedes, Russell is legitimately in P4. Yeah, and he was... Past after, the Ferraris.
0: Afterwards, he was very pleased. You could tell he was super happy about it. And yeah, Russell drove his ass off. In yeah, this he did. Race.
1: Great race. Um, I was... I couldn't... I did not think there was a chance in hell that Russell was going to get past Carlos Sainz. Right. I just, they, they don't have the straight line speed. I, I just... I didn't see it, but um okay so from lap 37 the next notes i've got is lap 46 on max pitts you got anything between then and there no there's not much really happened at that point yeah so max pitts comes out in p2 1.7 seconds behind yeah. sergio and on fresh mediums the writing
0: was already on the wall like you knew the most exciting thing was about to be that pass and how hard checo decided to make it on max because yes. as soon as he came out, he just started knocking down the time. That interval just started dropping. When
1: well, he was already pulling away from Checo, you know, because the, the time lost in a pit stop was 23 seconds. When Checo came out of his pit, Max was, on, was like 17 seconds in front. And then he ran that time down to 15 seconds. And then they came over the radio and said to Max and said, if you pit now, you're going to be five seconds behind Checo. And all of a sudden, Max starts walking away. And he's not not fast. He's not like running it out seconds out in front, but he is extending that lead until he's like 18, 19 seconds in front of Checo. And he's on 40 lap old hard tires. Yep. Um, so Max Pitts P2 1.7 seconds behind Checo. And uh, it's didn't even take a lap
0: Two. Yeah. And then we had the Red Bull versus Red Bull that we all wanted to see.
1: And mm-hmm. Checo gave it to him. He did. He he fought how back. How do you not? How do you not? Like, there's, you yeah. got nothing.
0: It was it was like a level three out of 10 defense, basically. Yeah. Like, we've seen Checo before, like Lewis Hamilton back in, uh, where is it? Abu Dhabi or whatever. Yeah. Like, a couple of years ago. We've seen what he can do. But, yeah, at that point. He's the Mexican y- minister outclassed. of
1: defense for a reason. Yep. But you've been outclassed at that point. And he knew it. I mean, there was there was no I don't think there's much of hard feelings or anything like Max drove that race to win.
0: Yeah. If anything, he's probably just disappointed himself because he had 48 laps at that point to prove why he should win the race and failed and failed.
1: Yeah. Um. So lap 50, (laughs) best part of the whole damn race. Freaking Alonso is watching the TV screens as he goes by and sees Stroll uh, pass someone. He comments <laughs> that what a good job Stroll's doing. What what position is he in? I cannot <laughs> tell
0: you how much I am loving Alonso this year. Just the fact that he's driving in a Formula One car but still watching the miles screen. an hour <laughs> he's so bored at this point he's like oh I wonder, oh look at that <laughs> good job lance
1: it was a great pass that lance just did <laughs> what position is he in
0: <laughs> he's i don't i can't tell if he's just like the ultimate f1 troll at this point or what but he's I, just so living I his it.
1: best life living Man. his best life it's just his love story um and then on lap, last thing I got, lap fifty five with two laps to go, Lewis Hamilton passes Leclerc.
0: <laughs> it's just another one for Leclerc, just digging that
1: knife in a little bit more. It, that was uh, that was bad. So our race ended up: Max Verstappen, Sergio Perez, Alonzo, Russell, Signs, Hamilton, Leclerc, Gasly, Ocon, and K. Mag with the last points in. I mean, what a raid. Not a, a, like it was hard. There wasn't your classic, you know, restarts and safety cars. There was not a single retirement, but man, I enjoyed the shit out of that race. There were so many good fights. There's Constantly. so many people. Constantly.
0: A lot of people, and I'm kind of in that camp. I thought it was rather boring. Oh, I had um, so much fun. I know going back and watching some of the highlights, there's a lot of things I missed. I don't know if they just didn't show a lot of the stuff that happened, like a lot of the battles and passes, or if I just zoned out and missed them. But I feel like I didn't see a lot of what was going
1: on. I mean, I felt like they were really showing them. I actually closed mainly because my internet's so bad. I had to turn off my laptop from running the race at the same time to listen to the radios. Cause my screen was so fuzzy. And I was actually really glad that I did that because instead of like looking at the laptop and like paying attention to what was being said on the radio, I just watched the race. Yeah. Yeah. And that I might have I, been
0: my issue. I
1: had information overload. I had the two screens. I had
0: like six drivers on one, yeah. all this other data. And I, yeah, I, it was a lot of watching to see what's going on.
1: Yeah, once I turned it off, I kind of just sat back and enjoyed the race. Um, so yeah, I had a great time, Max. So here, kind of my closing notes. Max drove in an absolute league of his own today. He beat Perez by five seconds. Yep. Yeah five seconds clear of the race leader who started on pole and you start on P nine. Like, um, there was a couple of things that I think went into that though, that need should be talked about. It rained Saturday night and washed all the rubber off the road. I think max, I think all of the people that started on hards actually had a little bit better starting Period, because the yellows I don't think rubbered in as well. I think he actually had an advantage, ironically, by starting on the hearts. I think that was just kind of an inadvertent because it had rained and it's a fresh track that happened. Um, but I mean, he was lapping on thirty lap old tires faster than Checo on fresh tires. Yeah, that's when you knew. Once you yeah. saw that, you knew what was going to happen. It was impressive. I, I was super impressed. Uh, McLaren, WTF, <sighs> bro.
0: Yeah, I don't know what's going on with these guys, man. And I know they've said they've got two more upgrades coming. I just hope that they're substantial upgrades because this right now is
1: abysmal. So on that, so kind of uh, I was listening to Sam Collins. Um, The big thing that he talked about with the upgrades across the board, he really hit on a lot of the Ferrari upgrades that they're expecting um, and the lack thereof. Um, The big reason he said you haven't seen substantial upgrades is we're on a ton of street and street-ish Circuits that are really hard to validate what up the upgrades are adding they 're just not great tracks to really test upgrades on, so he 's expecting Barcelona in two weeks there to be a flurry of upgrades because it 's your first purpose built traditional track that you have tons of previous data on that you 're going to get to actually test your upgrades and see the full extent of what they bring so he 's really expecting Barcelona to be the first big round of upgrades. Um, Mm. He talked about in Baku, um, McLaren's upgrades, largely to the underside of the floor that you can't see, but there's quite a bit of changes on the sides of the floor to show that there is changes under there. But he was like, largely not a lot. Um, He's really expecting a lot of upgrades in Barcelona.
0: I know Total Wolf came out and said that they're going to have some pretty substantial upgrades. They're talking about a new front wing design, a new rear wing design. Upgrades to the side pods and also suspension changes as well for the Mercedes. So I know those guys are expecting to
1: have a bump in performance, but yeah. also a bunch of other teams are as well. Yeah, they're expecting Ferrari too, very much. So they brought a new floor design to this race, which I think part of the problem that signs and Leclerc were having a lot of issues with is that they had basically a new floor design under there, which you know creates all of the downforce. And so you know, you're kind of having to relearn to drive the car, but they definitely talked about how this was not it. Yeah. Carlos said it's very
0: hard to drive on the limit and the whole Mm -hmm. chassis moves around a lot. So uh, one thing I I wanted to get into, which is kind of interesting is I was looking up the max or the top speeds during or at the speed trap for yesterday's race. Yeah. And there's some crazy differences in swings, right? Mm -hmm. So the fastest in the speed trap, was lance stroll the lance stroll at 348 kph which is 216.2 miles an hour um second place you had joe guan Yu Mm -hmm. with 213 miles an hour max verstappen came in fourth fastest at the speed trap so max verstappen was 212 miles an hour checo perez 18th fastest wow which is crazy to me you know, it, it's I don't I I want to see what's going on there to have such a swing. Checo came in at two hundred one point five miles an hour, eleven miles per hour slower. He never than had Max DRS. Steppen. That's he one thing never I was thinking. Had DRS because he was out in life. front. And if you look at the DRS, you're roughly you know thirteen or so miles an hour. Yeah. Um, which does make a lot of sense. But that's wild at first look when you see that
1: the Alpha Tauri's were setting the fastest speed trap times in the first two practices
0: were they yeah they were let's see where they were yesterday who do we got here uh nick devries was dead last <laughs> i wonder why <laughs> and then where's yuki yuki was actually up in third
1: yeah so yuki was- nick
0: devries probably still had some damage from going inside of lando <laughs> norris <laughs>
1: turn one Yuki, like, I got him written down here for some notes. Like, man, he has finished P11 and P10 every race this year. Um, Yuki's
0: doing well in a car that, by all accounts, shouldn't be up there in the point.
1: I kind of disagree, though. I don't think that Alpha Tauri is that bad of a car, it's not great. But I think it's pretty good. I think you have an issue with the drivers being able to, one, extract all the speed, which I think Yuki is doing, but they're crashing the car so damn much. that They're not getting enough practice in it that they're not, you know, getting as many laps as everyone else. And then on the flip side, you have such green drivers that their feedback to continue to develop the car is lacking you know if you put lewis hamilton in that car he's going to sit there and drive around for a couple laps and go holy shit you need to fix this you need to fix this why is the balance here like you know he's just been in it long enough i think you have such green drivers that you're hampering your development which is the whole reason that haas said they got rid of mick schumacher they needed someone with more experience to pull the team forward and give good feedback instead of you know charging them five million dollars in damages (laughs) but he's a schumacher He's a Schumacher. <laughs> got to keep the name. I think, Yuki, I think Yuki is doing a great job. He needs to work on that consistency, but I think he's extracting a lot from that car, especially when you line him up next to his teammate. True. Yeah, Nick um, is,
0: is. The fact that there's already conversations about Nick potentially not even making it
1: past the summer season. break, that's not good. He's got a lot of pressure on him right now. He does, and like we said before, you're on the team that is the happiest to cut you. You have Logan Sargent and Williams finishing P20, and there is no talk whatsoever of getting rid of Logan Sargent. (laughs) And he was just driving; it's like he was waiting for everyone to catch up to him so that he could, you know, race them or something. I mean, what a home debut! What a stinker! That was bad. All Um, right, I thought Merck looked really good, though. I thought Mercedes for all the bitching, all the complaining, all of the—I don't know if we're going to make it the whole way through to finish P4, P6. Ahead of the Ferrari, ahead of one of the Astons, like for being a draggy car with not the best top speed. I thought Mercedes did really well. And this
0: isn't the first time we've talked about this in some of the others where they are, everybody's down and they're dogging the car. And then George Russell and Lewis Hamilton are able to put that car up into places that at the beginning of the weekend, you wouldn't think they'd be able to. But I mean, like we said, we've got two awesome drivers and I think for them, their expectations are so high that the car is really poor. But mm-hmm. if it was for another lower, lesser team, having a car like that would be a godsend, right? They would be like, oh, this car is awesome. But for them, their expectations are so high that they're going to be tough on it.
1: Which is what you want in a Formula One team. That was the whole for thing sure. Alonso said when he missed Alpine is that a lot of these teams are just trying for best of the rest. He wants the teams that are mad that they're in P4 and P6. And they got it. He <laughs> got it. Yeah, he absolutely did. So I thought that was awesome. I mean... Ferrari, what an abysmal weekend! Yep. Just jeez, McLaren, uh, K. Mag scoring points again.
0: Like, all right, so let's move on. Let's go to our predictions from last week. Okay. And see how those matched up. I I wholeheartedly felt I was going to walk away from this one with at least four points. I don't so think I had any.
1: <laughs> pole position.
0: I think we were the same on this one. Yeah. We both like. put Leclerc. Yeah. That Negative. <laughs> All right. What were your top three?
1: Started from the back.
0: All right. Top three. I had Leclerc P3, uh, Alonzo P2,
1: Perez P1. I had Leclerc P3, Checo P2, Max P1. So I got two points.
0: Oh, good job.
1: And then and... wild
0: card <laughs> swinging a miss. Oh my God. My wild card. I'm almost embarrassed to say at this point was Logan Sargent would finish in the points. Couldn't have been further from the truth.
1: <laughs> yeah. And mine was that f- there'd be a Ferrari power unit failure. Oh no, it was just the Ferrari failure
0: in general. Yeah,
1: it was. Um, All
0: right. well you won out on that one.
1: Two points. I'll take it.
0: Good job. We got to get a total and see where we're at for the season. um, Heroes and zeros. You wanna yeah, I'm I'm looking at mine. I went first I went, last time, so I not take disappointed. away. All right, so losers. we'll start start with the losers. So my first loser, I have Charlotte Claire. Yeah. Which I doing this and, and I'm starting to find myself rooting for Charlotte Claire more. Um, and I really thought he was on the comeback. But after this weekend, like he just the entire weekend, he was his just confidence n- has just
1: got to be shot.
0: It, yeah, it is. And it's, it's, it's hard to see. So Charlotte Claire is my big loser for the weekend. Yeah. You want to run through all three of yours? Uh, okay. My next loser for the weekend is McLaren. Yeah. Just as a whole, just like, come on. I don't understand what's going on with these guys. So for my third loser, I, I got to go with Logan Sargent. I, yeah. I, it's his home debut. I mean, I know not much is expected. He's in a Williams. He's a rookie it's Logan Sargent, but I would like to see more than just him driving around the track by himself for the
1: entire race. Yeah. I, so my losers are number one was Logan Sargent. It was, <laughs> Not much was expected, but it wasn't expected to be that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my second one was McLaren. Um, and did you see the uh interview with Andrea on? Am I going to say their name right? Andrea Stella? Probably not. People hate it when you should, say names. Should I? <laughs> yeah, I know they do. I'm just going to go full American, ugly American on it. Uh, Andreas Stella. Um, You know, he was just like, this was a gut check. Baku made us kind of feel like we were doing good. This was a gut check. Yeah, it was. Um, And then Nick DeVries. Oh, Nick DeVries. I kind of hate to kick people when they're down with the whole sergeant and DeVries. And I know they're both rookies, but you cannot be this bad.
0: No, not at all. And they keep talking about how you know how can a formula e champion who only drives in street circuits be so bad in the past few street circuits yeah but i just i don't know man he had that that one race last year where he looked really good jumping into that williams and then Mm -hmm. this year if if, i don't know if it's the car or what is what it is maybe that was just a one-off last season when he got in um but he's really kind of showing that maybe he doesn't deserve to be in formula one
1: and, you know, I think it would be one thing if he was just not extracting everything out of the car. Like Logan Sargent is showing moments of greatness, right? Jeddah, he set that blistering time that got granted. It got deleted, but it, that was kind of on the technicality side. And he really showed that there is talent in there. And it's just getting the consistency and getting used to the car and a lot of that stuff. Not this weekend, but in the past. Um Nick DeVries, you can't be crashing this much. Like <laughs> that's, what's killing you is you just keep putting it into the wall and other cars. Like you, you can't do that. <laughs> um, so for those reasons, I've got him on here. All right. Why don't you start off and let's go over your heroes. Um, so I, I did, uh, so I've kind of got four, but I'm lumping two of them together. Verstappen and Alonzo I'm lumping together. Verstappen absolutely proved why he's king. Uh, yep. we beat that up. He's got it. Alonzo, I've got kind of in there with him because you know, we're picking on the top cars, but man, just living his best life, just so fun to watch. Just, you know, he's the villain that's becoming over to the good side. Like it's so fun to watch Alonzo right now. So I'm kind of lumping those two together. Uh my next hero is K Mag. Points. P4 qualifying um the fighting with leclerc uh, it's hard not to love the viking right now he killed it man he did um that and that's that is the side that i always think about when we talk about raiding the driver pairs and whatnot is i I mean other than hulkenberg crashing out in fp1 uh, i don't really remember him doing anything this weekend right yeah K. Mag
0: was out there fighting with leclerc Multiple times and just seeing what he was
1: doing with that car, back definitely was a hero this weekend. And then my other one's Yuki Sonoda. Uh, I'm amazed. He was mine last week as too as well. I think he's extracting a lot out of that car. I think that for all the blundering that happens in you know pre race, I think he puts it down on the race and he's doing really really well. Needs to work on his consistency, but huge step forward. I'm yeah, he's definitely really happy there. for Sonoda
0: so mine my i, I had max and k mag as two of mine um you know those are yep. we already gone over that my third hero though for the weekend is george russell Yeah. and uh normally i'm kind of harsh on george russell he's not my favorite but after what he did today or in that race man george russell killed it i think that he he definitely deserves to be you know one of the one of my heroes for the weekend
1: he did i mean the whole mercedes team i think did really well um George Russell is, you know, they, they talked about it a little bit and and I thought it was really interesting, um, point of view that Hamilton is doing for the team, what you want in a seasoned driver. He's carrying the load of the development. He's probably giving the vast majority of the feedback. Um, you know, a lot of that behind the scenes that you don't see on race day, trying to help fix the car. And then you have the young hotshot who's just giving it his all you're not expected to know everything you just need to put the car in the best place you can and he is yeah. and what a good driver pairing that is i think that we should also
0: give an honorable mention to lewis hamilton's outfits this weekend oh my god i sent you
1: that <laughs> one where he's all in the the good. sequins yes
0: whether was it a quali day saturday he showed up in a louis Vuitton like black sparkling <laughs> whatever get up it was like lewis hamilton that's his outfits are one of the highlights of the weekend for me oh just to see gosh. what he's going to show up in and also Charle claire showed up in some pants so i was like oh lewis must have dressed charlotte claire today because the pants that he Parachute had on on pants. Day, Yeah, yeah yeah
1: hilarious. <laughs> so what do we what did we have because we mentioned it briefly but i think it needs to be discussed what did we have from the celebrity lineup in miami
0: this weekend yes oh man so we had uh uh, elon musk in the red bull garage we had um jeff bezos in the mercedes garage Uh, i believe he was he's wearing that polka dot shirt yeah i can't remember if it was mercedes or not but we had you had maverick meeting toretto yep tom cruise toretto michelle rodriguez was there The uh, Williams sisters were there. Yeah. Uh, the basketball player that or that Martin Brundle got wrong last year, but he got him right this year and he was very grateful. Roger um, Federer. Roger Federer. Yep. Sir Jackie Stewart. <laughs> there was a ton of people there. Like always. LL Cool J. <laughs> I'm just happy that LL Cool J did his research and got all the names right. Because <laughs> I was like, I was like, wait till he gets the joke on you. I can't wait to hear what he says. And he got it right. Yeah. So
1: good for him. Um, always fun scene. Kind of some of that. I mean, it was a total American spectacle. Oh, like, for through sure, Through and through. American is all get out. It was, you know, I bet the flyover was like B-2 bombers and F-22s or well, that's something That's the thing. Awesome. They didn't like,
0: there was no flyover. What? And if there was, they didn't show it. And because we were sitting here watching, we we're like, where's the flyover? Nothing. Yeah.
1: So that's the only that's thing. That's how stealthy it was a B Two and <laughs> F-22s. Just that stuff. There was a flyover. You <laughs> yeah great race i had a great time this weekend i know that it was a kind of a quote-unquote boring race but i enjoyed the crap out of all the fighting on it i thought it was awesome i'm excited for barcelona i'm excited for a purpose built track in all of the upgrades um we'll see what happens
0: yep i think the weekend as a whole was a success a success the the race like i said was you know my opinion kind of boring but the weekend as a whole was awesome
1: so yeah, it'd be a fun one to go to. It really would. Yeah, it j- I just wish it wasn't so astronomically expensive. I was
0: uh, watching something talking about how they actually didn't like they called it a sellout, but I don't think it actually did sell out. And they actually deeply discounted a lot of tickets in the week or two leading up to the race. So mm-hmm. I think they realized because they raised the prices from last year. So I think they realized that they kind of priced themselves out of a sellout. So maybe next year we might see them come down just a little bit. Um, I still don't think it'll be affordable. But you know, the yep. prices come down a bit. Hopefully, we can get
1: there. Well, because I saw last year they allowed 250,000 people, and I thought they said they'd up the capacity to 300,000, but then on race day, they're like 270 or 280 actually showed up. Yeah. And they, and they instead, they just said, you know, 30,000 more than last year. And I was like, oh, I'm sure they sold out. I thought it said 300, but I was like, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. but Interesting. All right. Well,
0: Hey, guys, if you like the podcast, make sure you leave us a rating and a review. If you got time, make sure you share it with a friend. And I think that's going to be it for this one, unless you got anything else, Dylan. That's it. All right, cool. Well, we've got an off week coming up, so no race next week. But we got some we'll have some stuff to come uh, talk about later on this week and also next week to fill the gap. And then we're on to a triple header, which is going to be slam slam
1: triple header with good
0: purpose built tracks. It'll be a nice trade off except for Monaco. That should be Monaco's Monaco. Yeah, is Monaco. Yeah. But other than that, we've got some good races. Yeah. I'm excited. All right, cool. Well, and then I think we're done. So on that note, stay classy America. We'll see you next time.